Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's on Instagram at ziggies.stockton. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a really fun episode where Ryan and I came on and talked about the NBA playoffs. This was just ahead of the NBA finals. It was fun to come in and talk about the playoffs in general as it's been a good uh, playoff run in the last couple of months. If you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcast. Bringing my co-host today, as always, Ryan. What's good? What's going on, everybody? Uh, game three just wrapped up. Denver, Miami. Denver smacked the shit out of Miami. Just a little too much Joker tonight, man. So, uh, obviously, you know, we wanted to come on after the game. Um, you know, just kind of give our thoughts on the NBA Finals. It's been a really good playoffs. You know, it, it, it seems like so long ago, game one in the G1C, but uh, that's a great, you know, that's a great thing about the NBA playoffs is how long it lasts. I love it, dude. A lot of people that I talked to going into the into the playoffs season uh, were bitching, oh, it's so long to the NBA Finals. I'm like, it's fucking awesome, dude. It's awesome. It's high-level basketball literally every night until you get to the NBA Finals. So I have thoroughly enjoyed myself since the start of April and um you know now that Sacramento is trending upwards I can't wait till freaking October to get the next season going that will goes man yeah good good playoffs we could and that's pretty much what we'll talk about today because it's not like there's a bunch of Kang shit going on and um really anything in general it's just mostly the NBA finals but that's enough there's a lot to talk about there and I'm sure we'll find some things uh before we get into it let's see let's do this Ryan Let's do the bet online. Let's break let's break in bet online for the people just because people need to know where to get their betting needs. Bad week for me last week, Ryan. Um, I I went uh I went ahead and bet the nuggets and got match uh beat. But I know that you had a big dub. I'll let you break down your bets after the bet online read for us. So bet online is your number one source for all of your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup Finals. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all of your insider sports wagering needs from basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino card games available to play right from your home. Get into action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Uh, to join and be sure to use that promo code BLEAV, believe to receive the 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Don't forget to use the, the promo code. People fucking sign up and then they forget to use the promo code like a dumbass. So make sure to use that. All right, break down your bets, Ryan. You, I said I, w- I went Nuggets. I, you know, you went. He, oh, I went Miami. I, you know, I like so. This is not not tonight though. This is the other night, right? No, this yeah, is the other clear. night. Yeah. So you know, I've been nickel and dime. You know, 
I haven't really been betting as much. Got a lot of shit going on. Like I told you guys a couple weeks ago when I came on and, um, you know, the betting season's coming to the, coming to an end pretty much until September, but I was feeling it the other night, dude. And Sunday night I put a, uh, I put a bet in Miami heat plus two eighty five, Tampa Bay Rays minus minus one sixty, and Pittsburgh minus one ninety. $31 to win two sixty five and fucking hit it. Um, so that's, you know, that's probably the, biggest bet i've hit in a few months man really uh you know me and you don't come on here and do a lot of parlays we're you know into nickel and diamond a little bit every once in a while we throw those big those big uh prayers up and you know every once in a while they fucking hit so it was a great way to start my week um since then i'm over four and that 265 is down to 110 <laughs> so uh, you know, hopefully by the by the end of the weekend, you know, I'm I, you know, every time I win big, I try to just go even bigger because you're playing with house money to start the week. So, um, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get those four figures uh, this week. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I lost the bet tonight. I live bet Miami um, in the first quarter when they're down by three. It was like plus 110 or something stupid like that. And that fucking loss. So, uh, you know, it's always good feeling when you hit those big ones, man. I screenshot it, sent it to you. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, prayer work today. It was really, really awesome. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, the next big bets that I'm going to throw in, I think I'm kind of done for the most part with the NBA Finals. Um, you know, we'll get into it. I think it's Nuggets in five or six. Um, but those UFC, those big UFC cards are coming up, and I will be throwing some some change at that. So really looking forward to it, man. It's... Uh, UFC's kind of dude it's it's we never come on here and talk about UFC we we usually stick just to football sprinkle in a, or excuse me just basketball we sprinkle in a little bit of football but these UFC cards coming up over the next uh next few months are absolutely insane and I am really really looking forward to it uh I'm with you have been getting crushed betting I actually took several weeks off after the King series I didn't bet too much just because I had a really I think I said it last podcast I had a really bad couple weeks uh really with the nba in general and but you know what's all funny is we went to reno a couple weeks ago ryan i mean you were in the casinos and you did pretty well oh fuck i forgot about that shit we we're walking down the casino and i i was uh up on my winnings you know i was i was trying to repeat the line that you were saying uh on the podcast a while ago scared money don't make money and i always say that every week when i go put in the bets but then i end up fucking losing and so i don't know i hide myself up and end up blowing the bets anyway Dude, I forgot. I forgot we went to Reno. Holy shit. Um, yeah, last week was that like 10 days ago or something like that? Game seven, the fall, the previous Monday. So, was that? Yeah, 10 days ago. Um, I put 100 on Miami at plus 350, dude, and hit that shit, dude. So, uh, that was a nice little $350 winner right there. Um, and then I was really hot playing roulette. What was that? Fuck, Monday night as well. Uh, so came up on like 250, played some blackjack. Uh, I think I walked away at like 600 plus for sure uh, on the trip, which paid for all of my three days of golfing, uh, paid for that nice Charlie Palmer steak we got. And I was staying in the room for free. So I came back, had a had like 150 left in the wallet still from winnings in the weekend. And, you know, it's always nice when you get to come home and give the wife the extra change and Hey, thanks for letting me go have some fun. Here you go. So, <laughs> I for, act I like for, you. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that I hit the fucking Miami one. I, I completely forgot we went to Reno, to be honest with you. Yeah. Great time. That, Great is, time. 
That's that's say though. Sometimes it works out, but then then you get all hyped up, like you said. You win you win the parlay, and they're like, "Scared money don't make money," and you start throwing yeah, it down. Yeah. And you keep losing, you keep losing, and then eventually you're kind of like, "Yeah, you know, yeah." Betting tendencies. All right, a- a- enough of that. All right, I got a player for you this week, Ryan. Oh, you got shit. back on the sh- you got back on it. I think on last episode, um, after kind of some shittiness. So here's your your player. Okay, uh, I think you will get this one, Ryan. Not too difficult. Okay. You know, I'm going to tell you this, Ryan. We've gone so deep in the game that I've actually been using ChatGPT to kind of help me come up with some teams and, and sometimes players and stuff. So um, this week's epi- this week's player actually brought, brought to you by, by ChatGPT. All right, so this player, Ryan, um, 6 foot 10, 250 pounds. Uh, they are listed as a power forward, which I would say that's what I would have called them for, for their career. Uh, drafted out of Kansas. They went to Kansas 99 to 02. Uh, they were drafted in 02, fourth overall by the Memphis Grizzlies. All right. Uh, but here's the teams 02 to 03, Memphis Grizzlies. 03 to 04, Orlando Magic. 04 to 08, Cleveland Cavaliers. 08 to 09, Chicago Bulls. 09, Sacramento Kings. But I'm going to tell you, he I think he got traded to the Kings and immediately got traded and flipped. He never played for the Kings, if I recall. Um, oh, so that he got flipped immediately to the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, nine to 10 Dallas Mavericks, 10 Clippers, 10 to 13 Milwaukee Bucks, 14 to 16 Wizards. Uh, all NBA rookie first team. Oh, three. Here's some stats 11 points a game, seven rebounds a game. Like, he's a super notable player, but as you can tell from the bio, extreme journeyman. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I don't know, man. Where would you know him most from? Well, I don't know. I mean, late in his career, you'll know him from the Bucks from ten to thirteen as a power forward. I, I, I would I would say Cleveland Cavaliers from 04 to 08 as a power forward is probably going to be your most notable. Maybe that little stint with the Bulls. Um, solid player. Fourth Holy overall. Shit. I mean, yeah, fourth, fourth yeah, overall in 02. It's a tough one, huh? Fourth overall in 02? Yeah, you know what the thing is. Just, I thought you said ninety nine. No, he went to Kansas from ninety nine. To 2002, wow, yeah. He went to, he went to Kansas, and I'm not going to get this. Oh, yeah, well, you know what's crazy is like for a player like that. It, what I tell you is like this notable by name, and then you look at the stats and the draft history. You're, you're it's it is going to be like 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 the no team really helps you out, which is kind no. of you know we, we, when we do this game, like the team usually helps you out a lot because there's usually one period of the career where players like this played. You're like, yeah, oh fucking yeah. What, what year? Tough. What year was he on Cleveland? Oh four to oh eight. Fuck, the only person coming to my head is Drew Gooden. It's Drew Gooden, man. There Drew you Gooden, go. Yeah, yeah. It's the only person I was thinking. Damn, I, I didn't realize he went to Kansas. That really threw me off. I think I think if he would have left the college team off of that, I would have got it a little sooner. Um, but I just, for some reason, Drew Gooden and Kansas weren't clicking for me. But yeah, all right, nice pull. I like that one. That was a decent one. You know what's a little funny, dude, is looking at his bio. His real name is Andrew Melvin Gooden the third. I had no clue. I usually know stuff like that. I had no clue. That full hella sucked, bro. I'll be honest with you. When you're a kid, you know, you judge players off of uh, how good they are on like NBA Live and NBA 2K. Well, 2K wasn't really the shit back then. It was NBA Live. That full hella sucked on NBA Live, bro. Couldn't shoot. Didn't even have like that packing hand that you used to have back in the day. Was slow. Fucked your good, man. That dude was whack. No, like, uh, stats that were super excelled at, but just nothing. Well, I know I, I kind of, I didn't want to confuse you with the Kings one. I kind of helped you out there because 
I remember he he got traded to the Kings, but then he never showed up. And that was oh nine. That was when the Kings were like bad, bad. And and you know what trade and was he, that? I wonder. I can't remember he, right now. Honestly, we could probably pull it up. Like I'm gonna I'm, I'm pull I'm gonna pull that while you're talking. Yeah, but that's, oh, I got uh, it. I got it right here. He was traded in a uh, it was a six player deal that included uh, Andres Nocioni. Yeah, Nocioni. Yeah, and he was bought out of his contract. Uh, so he oh he was bought out of his contract, making him a free agent after playing just one game with the Kings. Did he actually play, or did he suit up? Probably just suited up. But um, hmm. yeah, one oh he did play one game. Oh, oh, this is crazy. He scored twelve points. Nice. How about that, wow. Kings legend? I should Kings. I take it back, bro. Kings legend Andrew Melvin Gordon the third is that what it was? Good in. Andrew Good in. Melvin Gordon, Gordon the third. I'm sorry, Melvin Gordon. I was thinking the running yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Dude, that's all funny. But all right, yeah. Let's talk about the. Uh, well, you want to talk about NBA Finals or NBA? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's current events. Let's go, no, let let's go NBA Finals real quick because of um, just the recency of the game tonight, man. Um, I'll start it, dude. I, I you know I'm watching the game tonight, and dude, Nikola Jokic, and I know we came on here a couple weeks ago and we talked about it about how freaking good he is, but holy shit, dude, it was it 30, 20, and 10 tonight? Is is was that like the final stat line? It was absolutely ridiculous. I will say though, watching the game and watching him the last few months, you know, pretty much every game that he plays in, um, that guy gets a lot of phantom calls, bro. <laughs> like I was watching it today. Uh, it was him, Kyle Lowry, and uh, Cody Martin were battling for the ball down low. Like a the ball shot went up, and Jokic positioned to get the the offensive rebound. And Cody Martin literally just like was standing behind him, and out full flopped like a motherfucker, dude. Like Jokic went flying, and they gave him the call, and it was a pretty crucial point. Uh, I think it was right before the half, and uh, he he stepped up to the line and knocked down two free throws. And I'm just like, fuck, dude, like. Just getting those superstar calls, and it started getting me thinking of kind of Sabonis a little bit, and um, you know the 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 shit we went through with him in the first series against against Golden State, and you know I was sitting there looking, I'm like, man, how how awesome it would be if our freaking guy would have got that call, you know? But there was there was five or six times I saw for sure tonight that guy flopped like flailing, dude. He's so big. Hey, what is he? Seven foot, two sixty, two seventy. And he's flopping like that, and they're giving him the call. So uh, it was a little irritating watching that. Uh, but fuck, he's good, dude. Just the skill that guy has, the touch. Everybody's been making fun of him. You, I, I know you've seen the the videos and shit on TikTok of him shooting those shots over the head. But he he is so good, dude. And the way that they're set up with Jamal Murray's paid, Jokic is paid, Michael Porter Jr.'s paid. Um, I think Aaron Gordon's got paid already and he's locked up for a few years, man. Denver is going to be a problem for a few years. Um, there's a real chance. I know the West is probably going to get shaken up this year. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about Chris Paul and getting waived and all that. Um, you know, with the possibility of Golden State being blown up, the possibility of the Lakers being blown up. Um, there's a real chance that that Denver goes on a run over the next few years because they have their three, four guys locked in with a really good coach in Mike Malone. Um, Denver's one of those teams that they will attract free agents just because of how transcendent Nikola Jokic is. You know, a lot of people talk about small markets and who wants to go play in Denver. And I said, well, you know, people want to play with players like Jokic who 
distribute the ball and play quote unquote the right way. You know, um, not a lot of egos over there. And he's one of those superstars that kind of, uh, you know, goes along with every type of playing style. So I really think that Denver can go on a three, four year run over the next few years and uh, really, really take control of the West, man. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, obviously a huge uh, transition happening in the Western Conference with, as far as the powers, which finally, I mean, dude, how fucking long time coming was it been the Western Conference? Ten years. Uh, I mean, really. And, and it sucks that the Kings were just like underwater that whole time. But now you find this happens in sports where the tide turns and then you kind of have to, to keep the water analogy, right? Then you have to ride the wave. Right, mm, the way nice, it is exactly nice. like those pretty good ones. Under, I said underwater tide, right? The way I'm a real professional, becoming a real professional podcasting, right? Okay, anyway, what I'm saying is, is that it's just the 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 power balance shifting, and it's clear like with Jokic. I mean, honestly, the questions we didn't respect them as a team going in. Not that we hated on them, we didn't hate them, but just like we didn't pick them. Um, but a lot a lot of people did didn't because. For obvious reasons, they just showed like maybe they couldn't give her that hump. Like in in the in the playoffs, you kind of need more dynamic players. But like for Jokic to be di- that dynamic at, at the at his position, that's that's what's crazy. And that the other teams in the Western Conference are kind of f- fading, and it looks like it's probably going to be like it's probably just like going to be that way. It leaves opportunities for them obviously to dominate cuz they're for now but for honestly for the Kings too, the opportunity for the Kings to rise and fill that hole and fill that void and be one of those top tier teams. Um like I still think it's right away like obviously this year it was so close. It's not right away. There's still going to be a couple teams who linger like Golden State will do some f- finicky shit and linger for a minute. But you're right though. I mean, the Lakers are fading. Uh, who knows what if the Suns are gonna be able to put together a team? Um, it looks like Damon Lillard is starting to like finally just warm up to the idea of being traded and being open to being traded. I saw that come out today. So yeah, I mean you kind of see that across the way. I mean obviously the Timberwolves fucked themselves with the Rudy Gobert situation. Like they might have to blow some take a couple steps back. So yeah, I guess Denver to answer your question, Denver is the best position with the guys locked up, their age, and the fact that Jokic is just, just dominating and honestly just pretty much can make an impact against anybody in the league is yeah it kind of sets them up as the team right now that's why i, I mean going it. into this series I, I would say ryan i told you you know i had nuggets in five that was my thing nuggets in five yeah me Whether, and you talked about it the other day and i i i conceded we were thinking about making a bet because i really do like miami i do um i i love miami's i first off i think spolster is the best coach in the nba i think he has been for a while uh, um i'm a big fan of that organization um, and I, you know, I really like Jimmy Butler too, but, uh, I conceded the other day we were talking about making the bet before game one. And I was like, eh, I'm good, man. I, I, I have to concede. I think it's Denver and, and, and probably six. Um, so, but I, I, I'm glad you brought up that Rudy Gobert trade. How fucking awful dude. How, and how great it is. How great is it that Minnesota just fucks up again? And it's probably going to set themselves back a while. They're going to be a playoff team. But there's no way that Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns and and uh, Anthony Edwards with no draft picks um, go anywhere, right? Like seven, eight seed for the next few years, and then they finally blow it up and try to restart around Anthony Anthony Edwards is something that I think is going to happen. 
Um, but I just fucking love it, dude. And I also love call me a fucking hater all you want. You know, I don't I don't want ill. I don't I don't ever want to speak ill of anybody. I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. But how fucking awesome is it that Memphis is just imploding, dude? Like the John Morant shit. Unfortunate. Really unfortunate, but fuck them. Right? Like, fuck Memphis, dude. Dylan Brooks can eat one. Uh, John Morant's probably not going to play next year. Um, screw that team. So there's another team that's knocked off. I hope the fucking Lakers blow it up. Portland's going to blow it up. So things are setting up nicely for Sacramento, like you said, to be one of those teams in the mix over the next few years, man. Fuck everybody. Yeah, well, and then, yeah, Dallas too. But there's a... There is a saying that we had on King's Cast as far back as two years ago, Ryan, and it's "fuck John Morant." That's what we used to say. Remember we used to say yeah. all the time because it was yeah. like, it, and at the at the time it was more like, uh, wasn't really that we hated on John Morant. It was more we we didn't like the like everything that went towards John Morant. Like we didn't like all the the over love and everything, and it more was just being defensive for our guy, you know, Darren Fox. But then, like honestly, now the dude's dude's kind of a piece of shit i think right now like he kind of is dude and so especially him and dylan brooks like no one fucking likes memphis they're like the they're just that team that nobody really likes now and and i think it's hilarious that team honestly had everything at the palm of their hands and all they needed to do was shut the fuck up and they were probably going to be like everyone's favorite everything and yeah man that's <laughs> honestly like i think of it from a fan perspective i would i'd be so pissed if that were my team you're like guys you got everything here you got defensive player of the year uh you have you know you have john Morant who's ascending and everyone loves and you got a bunch of other guys and Look at look like literally you did it to yourself. That that would this I'd be is, bummed if our fan. This is the problem though that me and you have always talked about about you know how the media just crowns people. They just decide one day, you know what? We're just gonna crown this guy the next guy, or we're gonna crown this team the next future dynasty. And it's bullshit, dude. Like this is why you have to be very uh, selective about what teams, which teams you back, and when you back them, and. You know, a lot of teams have had promise and teams haven't gotten it done, man. So I'm really not, you know, and that's part of the reason why I I wasn't on the Denver bandwagon to start the NBA finals. Um, You know, I I have a hard time crowning teams before they take that step and actually do it. So, you know, fuck the media for crowning John Morant over Deer and Fox. Um, You know, I hate them. (laughs) I hate Memphis. It's, 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 It's hilarious that everybody in the NBA now hates Memphis Grizzlies and they haven't fucking done anything. What have they done in the NBA? What, what have they done? in what have they done in the landscape of the NBA in the last few years? Absolutely nothing. John Moran has some cool dunks, I guess, but that team's done absolutely fucking nothing. Have they won a playoff series? You know, they might've won. Did they want a playoff series last year? They didn't this year. You know, they lost in the opening round. They lost an the opening round to the Lakers. Um, couple years ago they lost in the uh in the play-in against golden state right or did they beat golden state maybe but i don't know if that team's actually even won a playoff series yet i may you know maybe getting carried away for my for my hate for them but i mean the team's done fucking nothing dude and they were crowned very early very very early they were crowned as that up and coming next dynasty no they self-proclaimed dynasty um john morant was crowned as an mvp candidate and you know, I've heard people talking future Hall of Famer and face of the NBA and 
It's absolute horseshit, dude. It's absolute horseshit. And I love that they're burning and crashing um, as Sacramento is ascending. They won one playoff series last year. It was against the that play-in Timberwolves team that uh, everybody made fun of for cheering because Patrick Beverly oh, took his Pat shirt Beverly off. Beverly cried, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they beat that team. So, you know, hey, a playoff series, playoff series, the Kings ain't done that. But, yeah, I mean, your one is essentially over an overachieving team that got there, and then, yeah, they lost to the Warriors in six games, and they lose to the Lakers in six games. And then even a couple of years ago, they got, you know, they they lost in five games to the Jazz in 2020-21. So, you know, you're right. Like, like the early crowning of teams, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and yeah, I, it's funny that we ended up here in our conversation because, you know, we don't plan what the fuck we're going to talk about, but, like, yeah, yeah, no, the, 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 the Western conference, like this guy's better figure out. And, and honestly, it just, if anything, Ryan, for context, it just shows how, how like, uh, fickle it is for lack of a better word, like how, how, how it can totally change. I mean, even look at the Suns. the Suns went from as bad as any team in the NBA to they get Chris Paul and kind of everything clicked it right at the right time. And they kind of, timely got themselves up there for a short time and then look at they got ultra aggressive they get kd but now it's like they're they're, they're, they're gonna have to rebuild that they're gonna have to rebuild that roster you know and and it showed this year like yeah, devin booker and kd might not be enough to 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 surprisingly i don't know maybe we'll see i mean but this yeah year, that team i mean with that with that team you know obviously yeah I haven't yet seen Chris Paul being waived on ESPN. I saw the Bleacher Report thing, but then it came out that they're going to meet about the future, the possibility of being waived, right? Did you see that? So I have yet to officially seen that he's been waived, but um, it's a 99.9% chance that he is gone. Actually, I'd probably say 100% chance he's gone next year. Um, Phoenix is going to have to trade DeAndre Ayton. They there, and I know we'll get this. I don't want to go too deep in this, but the only out for Phoenix, because let's be real, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker aren't enough. It wasn't enough this year. It's not going to be enough next year with a, a you know another year older with Kevin Durant. Uh, you paid fucking DeAndre Ayton a shit ton of money. He's the only way out. You have to move DeAndre Ayton. Um, and I don't even know do do they even? I don't think they have any picks over the next few years. They might have gave him away in that KD trade. I'm not really too sure. Um, I don't keep up on the assets of Phoenix too much, but the only out for that roster is to trade DeAndre Ayton. So we'll see. And, you know, they just hired Frank Vogel, which I think is a good hire. I think Frank Vogel's a really good coach. The guy's won everywhere he's been, um, even got himself a bubble championship in 2020. So cool for him. But, uh, you know, we'll see, man. Fuck him, though. I said it again. You know, fuck everybody in the West except for Sacramento. You know, I hope you all burn and your rosters go to, sh- I hope your rosters all go to shit, you know? So, uh, it, it's awesome, dude. Like I said, uh, Sacramento's ascending at the right time because there is no true top dog right now. You know, obviously Denver's looking like they're going to win it, but you never know, right? Michael Porter Jr.'s injury prone. Uh, Jamal Murray's been hurt and, I've seen reports that Denver execs are worried that Nicole Jokic will just up and retire out of nowhere. Have you seen that? I fucking hope so. That'd be cool. Um, I highly doubt it's going to happen, but there are some rumors that I've seen and reports that Jokic could just up and retire and move home and do his thing. So uh, that'd be really fucking cool. But, you know, with no true dog in the West, um, 
outside of Denver, I think it's really cool that Sacramento is ascending right now. You know, can you imagine if they would have ascended like in 2017 when Denver or excuse me, when Golden State was like in their in their heyday? Yeah, all, all hope was lost. Look at those Houston teams that didn't win a championship because of them. You know, the Clippers didn't get one. Uh, OKC literally broke up the band. Like Kevin Durant jumped ship because of Golden State. So, uh, you know, peaking at the right time, man. I'm very, very happy with the way uh, and the landscape of the Western Conference. Yeah, well, after all the shit that the Kings went through, I mean, it's just, you know. It's good. It's a good thing. Um, I was gonna say you were kind of talking there, like the way you were sounding. You're just like, you know, fuck everybody. You know, the Kings. Yeah, fuck it's like what's cool is like the ability now to have a little bit of uh, arrogance, you know. And I hype it up like jokingly, like, hey, I'm humble. Kings ain't want to play off series. Still a way to go. Like, I, okay, like in all seriousness, that's the context of it. But it's fun just to be like, once fuck you made em. it to act like like everyone else is fucking lesser than. I was on Kingsland today. And someone posted, and I totally agree with this, Ryan. They're like, they're like, I usually am up with like prospects and everything, but like this year with the Kings not picking, like I don't know anything. And I comment, I was like, Hey, dude, the drafts for loser teams, dude. You know, drafts for loser mm-hmm. teams. And 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 that's what I'm really, you know, we're big in the NFL draft. I remember a couple of years ago when the Bucks, Bucks kind of the same thing, like right. That's that's my team, and they were always picking the top, and then they win the Super Bowl, and finally, I'm like, man, NFL draft doesn't mean shit when you're, when you're winning, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> fucking, pe- fucking peasants, fucking, bottom yeah, feeders. Peasants, dude. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, no, it's like when we sit at the games, dude, they're like, you get one ticket down low for the first time, like, you act like you're just too good for things, you know? Yeah. I, you know I'm, I'm in for the finer things now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, playoffs. Yeah. Like, one playoff appearance. Oh, yeah, tanking. Teams are talking about tanking. Tanking, never heard of her, you know? Never heard of her, dude. (laughs) Just there a year ago, like, (laughs) could be there again if some deer and fox rolls his ankle. But there is is some truth to what we are saying, though. You know, looking at the landscape of the the Western Conference, man, you just never know. And God, I hope Damian Lillard goes to the Eastern Conference, dude. I I hope the lowly Knicks somehow pull it off for him, dude. Get him fucking out of there, man. And uh, you know, make make things a little easier for us. Anything. Um. Well, it's funny though that I say this, and we we know better, so we can joke about it and be half serious about our stuff. But some people don't. Some people like actually out there in Kingsland are kind of forgetting their place, and to the point where like the takes are coming out. My God, dude! Like, like remember where we came from? You know, remember remember the ads? Like, like dude, some people are like, we should just wave. Javion Mitchell, bro, shut oh, the fuck up today. <laughs> shut up. What are you talking about? You know, like I, don't I saw know, that man. post. Like, we need to bring back tracks trash take of the week for stuff like that, dude. Yeah, remember that. So if you hadn't listened to the show, like what we used to do is Ryan and I would would do trash take of the week. That was when we were a little more turbulent and, and up and coming renegade. And we were way more willing to start shit with people and talk shit because we were, we didn't really have a platform yet. <laughs> and so we used to do trash take of the week and and then I, I want to say Matt George ended up trash take the week like three times and we just in a row and we just decided, you know what, mm-hmm. we're just not going to bully people anymore. Like, <laughs> but hey, once in a while, dude, honorary, well deserving, we might have to bring bring back trash take the week just just because hey. it's our due diligence. Yeah. So let's let, let's talk a little bit about Sacramento real quick. Breaking news, everybody. A uh, future Hall of Famer and NBA champion uh, said he wants to bring a title to to Sacktown. Dwight Howard. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up because it is Kings related. Um, yeah, that's cool, I guess. But uh, you know, probably three years too late for Dwight Howard to be any type of impact on Sacramento. Although 
He is an upgrade at center over anybody we currently have uh, on the reserve side. So um, I know, you know that that's, ha- I was going to say that, Ryan, like, honestly, like, like as much as it's like, yeah, past his prime, whatever. I'm like, isn't it sad? I'm like, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, dude, they probably you know. could kind of play him a little bit. And I actually I know. like, I actually wouldn't be mad at it. Could have used him a little bit, you know, um, for some reason when Kavon Looney turned into uh, a hall of famer in the first series against Sacramento, he probably could have used a bigger body like that, but let's be real for all these people, man. Uh, you know, that Dwight Howard thing's kind of ridiculous. It's just interesting that Sacramento is actually in the conversation for stupid shit like that. Uh, so I, I, I think we wouldn't be doing Kings cast justice if we didn't bring up the one Kings related thing um, over the last week since we recorded, but um, I wouldn't be I'll mad f- at it. Would you like on all seriousness though? Like I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't have too much expectations, but I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like if you, you know, I mean that this is, we're going to start getting the weeds, but you'd have to get rid of Holmes's contract and, you know, probably bring in another big as well, because I don't think Dwight Howard can play 18 minutes a night uh, on a contending team. I just don't think that's really possible. I, I think that's, kind of out of the realm. There's a reason he's playing in Taiwan right now or wherever the fuck he's at. But I will say Dwight Howard is a great recruiter nowadays for everybody who's seen his TikTok videos trying to get super teams in Taiwan. Uh, you know, maybe having that type of, uh, you know, just uh, publicity in Sacramento would be good. But um, looking at his TikTok videos lately and Twitter videos that he's been posting recruiting, I doubt any of those people that he's been clowning would want to come to play to Sacramento anyway. So, uh, so much for his recruiting skills, but, um, going back to what you said on, on having him, I, whatever, if he was to be the third center off the bench, that's cool, but he would be an upgrade over anybody we currently have. I think the experiment with Trey Lyles at the five is, um, not going to happen anymore. I think Rashawn Holmes, in his 22 minutes he played all year um is that's coming to an end so uh, i wouldn't be mad at it i guess but let's be real that shit ain't gonna happen dude that point coming back from taiwan dude didn't he score like 80 points and had like 50 rebounds in a game like they they think he's a god over there would you come back i don't know i mean i i yeah it's a fucking nba dude and if you have an opportunity to like to see playoff like you know, a guy like that, you get late playoff minutes, whatever. Like I said, I wouldn't really have expectations. I would not be mad at it. I just want to say that because you never fucking know. Things like this can happen, and I don't want people to be like, well, you you know. I don't know. I guess I feel like you always have to pick a side sometimes when it comes to let's, takes. Let's, so. stir some, let's stir some shit. Two big-time center names are playing overseas in some random countries right now. Dwight Howard and Boogie Cousins. Who would you rather have? Uh, Boogie, just because. Just cause, huh? <laughs> just, just cause, but dog. Like, why would you not? Honestly, like, I, there, there's a part of me that, like, I have a dream, dude. Like, like, am <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that one day, the Kings will come together and, with Boogie Cousins and make everything right. And he's my favorite King of all time. You know, for it just is like he's my favorite he, King. Yeah, of all probably time. me too. Yeah. yeah, he was so talented, dude. People, it, it'll get lost on people, but the, he was so talented and. I think a lot of it, obviously he did his he did himself in, but also at the same time as well, like the Kings did him wrong too, and and, and I I think it would it would be awesome if he came back and played like this like veteran fucking uh mentor role and it he's just actually a good guy, just a, a good guy <laughs> like yeah he's like he's like the slap hands guy and then he comes in and just like randomly drops fifteen from time to time because he probably still could 
And then, like, he has, like, one playoff series where uh, – this is totally, like, fancy land, okay? He has, like, one playoff series where he goes out there and just looks like Prime Boogie for one day, and he, like, completes the redemption arc. To be sick, dude. Like to- they win, they win the game seven in the Western Conference Finals, and Boogie drops thirty and fifteen, and they go to the finals for the first time ever. Yeah, I feel he it. Throws the head, he throws the headband in, into the section. I catch it. Yeah, uh, I go down there, <laughs> like Mean Joe Green. Remember, he's like yeah. he throws you, it you, to the kid. This makes it even better, dude. You go down there, and because uh-huh. Boogie's trying to make up for his uh, past uh, transgressions, he invited Grant Napier to sit courtside to the game. And they call you down to the court. You get to hug Grant and take a picture of Boogie and Grant, and everything's all gravy. I like and that. Th- and then, and then, as I'm walking off, he goes, "Hey, kid!" And I turn around. And he <laughs> throws me a sweaty headband after dropping thirty and fifteen. I squeeze it, sweat on the hands, but I treasure the moment. I mean, the good thing about this is I'm actually the hey, same hold on, age. As hold on, hold on. That's what I was gonna say. Hey, kid, aren't you older than him? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm actually Demarcus Cousins' age, so there, there is that. I think you're you're older, actually. I'm pretty sure. I think Boogie's 31. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you should. I tell, you know, I'm gonna tell my I'm gonna tell my Demarcus Cousins story, Ryan, on the podcast real quick since we're on the topic. So, uh, you know, I don't never. T- I'm not gonna talk about what I do professionally on here, but I would say like when I was younger, this is this is some time ago. When I was younger, I used to run rec uh, basketball league, and I ran an adult league. And Demarcus Cousins showed up one time. This is totally true story. I, I have pictures and everything too. Hit me. I'll show you. Prove it. I'll prove my fucking point. But yeah, Demarcus Cousins showed up to like the the rec level, which is like honestly me now, like old now, shitty guys now who are just out there trying to run. And he went just trying to get a sweat on Sunday morning. Just trying to get a sweat, you know, like you know those games were like like I had three my bads, two I'm just here for the cardio. (laughs) It's it's like that level league, and he showed up and and basically forced his way in the court and played a full on rec game and against a bunch of kids uh like young guys older guys whatever and it was hilarious i have video of it and this and it was funny because it was right before the olympics and he, it was like right after the season so it was like late april early may and he's about to go to the olympics and we're like dude you can't play directly he's like why not we're like bro you're gonna be the starting center on the fucking olympic team like how can you be playing directly and he's like i'm playing and so we let him play and everything, but it was a funny story, dude. Just that was, I actually had a weird interaction with my favorite player and I almost had a, I did tell him you can't play and he didn't listen to me. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't do anything about it, but I did fucking forfeit the team um, after the fact and they were cool with it. So Let, let's, let's talk about this. That you're at the Olympics. Is that the year that they picked like Ma- miles or Mason Plumley to start? Or is that, was that that year? You I don't remember. You, you, yeah, you remember I do. The, you remember the audacity of the USA basketball coaching staff and Coach K to pick Mason Plumley over Demarcus Cousins in the Olympics? You remember that bullshit, dude? I remember being like, "You're fucking high." You talk about just home team. You know what I mean? Just them, them blue bloods over there, freaking Duke guys, just picking their guys to be in the Olympics. That was absolutely horse shit. Horse shit. I well, you that. know they had they had to say, you know. Shout out to Kristen Leitner. Leitner, we always have to have one white Duke player. Yeah. On the, the roster. Fucking, so the fucking dream team. That's another one, too. You know, we're getting a little weird on the podcast. We usually don't do this. But how the fuck are you going to leave Shaq off that team and have Christian Leitner? The fucking ridiculous bullshit is that, dude? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's wild. It's funny that... The dream team. I, I don't want to talk about the dream because I'll go on like some tangents that honestly no one cares about when it comes to that one. Um, 
All right, yeah. What what else, Ryan? Chris Paul. Chris Paul's. I want to talk about this because I always hated on Chris Paul. I'm gonna tell you what. I've always hated Chris Paul's whole career. I've always kind of knocked the guy um, because I always felt like people just called him point god, and I'm like, eh, dude. Best point guard of all, of all time. I got several that I would take over him, and so for me, I'm glad. I'll I'll fucking say it, dude. Uh, I'm glad Chris Paul didn't win it. Didn't win a championship. I'm happy about it. That makes me happy. You know, like. Oh, Good for you. You're such a hater, Eric. No, I'll say it. I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he didn't win one. You remember, remember that video back then? He's like, I'm gonna say it. He's like, don't say it. He's like, you're not, you're not coming to a birthday party. You know, that's how <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I'll say it, man. I'm happy that motherfucker didn't win a championship. He'll go I'm down in, as one of the guys that didn't. I'm indifferent. You know, I, I always liked Chris Paul's game. I think, I think Chris Paul 2008 was unreal. Um, you know, I was. You know, Paige is one of my favorite kings, probably the second favorite king of all time. And, you know, he was on that that team and on the what were they the Hornets, or the Pelicans back then, whatever they were, the Hornets. That was the two seed with Chris Paul and David West and Paige. And, uh, you know, that that team was really, really fucking good. And I, I think Chris Paul back then was was really talented. But watching him in the playoffs over the last few years, dude, what a bitch, dude. Just what a bitch, man. The guy fucking flops. He complains. And, um, you know, I, I think he's going to go down as one of the more overrated players, you know, uh, of all time in the NBA. Just really how his career's ended over the last few years. Um, you know, there'll always be that talk about him missing, what, game six and seven in Houston when they were up. Uh, fuck, dude. Big on, what were they up? 3-2 on golden state and uh you know he misses the final two games and they don't go to the nba finals and you know just the last probably six years for chris paul has just kind of really uh he's kind of turned into a villain around the nba in my opinion and uh you know a little disappointing but prime 2008 chris paul was something else dude you gotta admit that that guy was really 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 fucking good but again fuck him dude because he's in the western conference um, I'm hoping he goes to some Eastern Conference team and, you know, does his thing over there. Get the fuck out of the West, dude. We don't want you around. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what I was knocked about him is that the guy was just so everyone talked about how much of a awesome point or what she is like, again, there's context to it. OK, but when people start saying point God, you know, best best of his generation, I push back. I would say like at any time there was always a point guard who was equal or better than him. Always, you know, and I was knocked on him because I just felt like the guy was cared more about setting up players and getting the assists and creating the play than being aggressive. And I always like players who take over and I always thought he had it in him. I mean, dude, for us, we're a little more on the nerdy side. I mean, I, I've watched the guy it was it was at Wake Forest, right? And that's where he is to remind me. That's where he went, right? Yeah, I mean, I remember watching him in college and like I thought he could be more of an aggressive score and stuff. But like I really, you know, where I went sour on the guy was really when he was with the Clippers. You know, like those Clippers teams, my God, dude, they never really did anything, but you would think they would. They were in fucking commercials everywhere. Like they, you know, they just had a hell of cool, attention. I have a, uh, I have a cool Chris Paul Clipper story. So um, back in 2012 or so, I think it was his first year at the Clippers. Um, and Steph Curry might've been a rookie, maybe a second year. I can't remember right now, uh, but they're playing an Oracle and it was Lob City, dude. So me and my boy go. And uh, this is like Chris Paul's prime, prime. And uh, this full five times down the court. Five times, dude. Threes. 
just pulled up, dude, five straight times down the court. And it was unreal. So that kind of plays into the, the thing that you're talking about, that he did have that scoring ability. Just never fucking really did it, dude. He was really more worried about running that pick and roll and throwing a lob to somebody or, you know, kicking it out and having somebody hit the three, looking too much to set players up. But he really did have the scoring ability. Uh, it's just kind of unfortunate, you know, maybe if he would have, you know, because I don't think he ever, maybe once or twice in his career, he averaged 20 points per game. I think Chris Paul had the ability to 25 to 27 a game pretty easily. Uh, assist numbers would have took a hit. Obviously, he wouldn't lead the league in assist. You know, he probably would have averaged six or seven assists instead of nine or ten. Um, but he did have that ability, and it is a little disappointing that he didn't, you know, kind of capitalize on this. Kind of detrimental to the teams that he played on. I think um, so. And he always played. He always played on teams that didn't like, especially in, in L.A. That they didn't have like real scores. Scores. They had. They had. You know. JJ Redick, yeah. who's like perimeter kind of spot up guy. Who JJ Redick was a chip, but then you're playing with the big man pick and roll, and you know I just feel like I I like my see when if you want to start talking about that upper echelon that takeover, you have to take over. That's all I think. That's why you know to bring this back to the Kings, Ryan. That's why the, the, in the last year and a half, when, when it was Tyrese Halliburton versus, versus De'Aaron Fox, that's why I went for De'Aaron Fox. I, I'm gonna go for the guy who has the ability to take over. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that's great. That's great, Tyrese Halliburton, that you can get your little spot up threes once in a while and you run a nice pick and roll. But like at the end of the day, I, I like takeover. You know, I like the ability to do that. That's next level. You know, like there's been a ton of guys throughout the NBA history who've been able to run pick and roll and play sound defense. Cool. Like, you know, but can you can you take over a game? And 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 I think a lot of people doubt that until they saw De'Aaron Fox in the in the playoffs this year and towards the end of the stretch, really all year, fuck it all year. Right. And it finally clicked for some people, you know what I mean? But it's kind of the same thing, like take over. If not, then I just can't consider you that I can't consider you there. I can't, if you don't do that, I can't consider you as the top player in a position like that, you know? So that's how I feel. And that's why I said, I'm, I've always been a Chris Paul hater. I just have even going way back, you know, like there's always been a player, a point guard who's been his equivalent or better at every time in his his career. And I don't think I'm wrong about that. I'll fucking debate that shit. You know what I mean? I think there was probably a, you know, 2009, 2010, 11, maybe 12, where he probably was the best point guard by a, a pretty significant margin. Um, I don't know, man. I, I do. Yeah, but even I, that I, time, dude, people thought da- 2010, 2012, Darren people, Williams, people, people thought Darren Williams was just as good as him. Yeah. And Derek Rose did win an MVP in that time. Severely, severely did not. Uh, I mean, underwhelming MVP. It's kind of like Steph Curry's first MVP where he didn't fucking deserve it. There is no way Derek Rose deserved that MVP that year. I don't give a fuck whatever anybody says. People put Derek Rose, dude, because that guy got hurt. People, people put him up there as like, you know, oh, one of the greats, man. If he wouldn't have got hurt, what could have happened? What could have been? Yeah, I think we saw what could have been. I think he, Derek Rose, one of those guys who tapped his potential, and we saw about as much as we were going to see from that guy. Um, might be a controversial take for some, but I, you know, that guy won an MVP and fucking shouldn't have. Same thing with Steph Curry, dude. That guy should not have. Um, you know, his his what does he have? Three MVPs. His first one, he should have got the second one, or he shouldn't have got the second one. Yes. And I think he has three. I can't remember. I remember the second one he should have had. It was that year they went like 73 and nine, right? Where he won the MVP. He he should have got that one. But that first year, dude, oh, oh, him and him and Derrick Rose, dude. Same thing with the Steve Nash MVPs, you know, them fucking point guards, man. 
that's another guy right there. That's another one right there where, you know, people crown Steve Nash and stuff. But what did what did Steve Nash ever do in the in the NBA in the NBA playoffs? What did he ever do? You know? Oh, bro, don't get me started. I'm I'm actually to the contrary. I'm a big Steve Nash guy. You're gonna bring up the Spurs, aren't you? But you know, yeah, shit happened, dude. You know, shit happened, and you know, didn't get it done. So, I mean, you could say the same thing about Sacramento, man. You know, you can complain all you want about the refs, but fucking didn't get it done. So who gives a shit? Well, I know. Like, yeah, no, I was, I was thinking about this. Like, I was listening to Colin Coward. He was talking about the Nuggets to circle back to the NBA Finals. And 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 it was like uh, kind of to us. We we did the same thing. A lot of people did. And Colin Coward did the same thing where they didn't give the Nuggets the credit going into the series. And everyone's like, uh, you, you know, give them the credit, give them the credit. Where's their credit? And And he's like. Look, at the end of the day, like there's been a lot of teams that have been good and made playoff runs. It doesn't mean that like I need to crown them, like earn it, then I'll crown you. Like, and he actually referenced the Sacramento Kings. We've talked about this before. In the grand scheme of things, the Kings made one like Western Conference finals run against a team. Honestly, like, dude, if honestly, like people aren't gonna like this, but if you look back, like, Dude, it was Shaq and Kobe. Like, it's a better team. Like, so, you know, I, I get there's the bullshit, and I, I obviously feel that with the rest of the people. But it's like you made one Western Conference run, and that's it. Right? Like, how many teams have done that? A bunch of them. Like, so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, I, I I like when we get in the offseason, though, you and I can start to get into these NBA history talks because this is the stuff we really enjoy, too, that we don't bring up as much on the podcast. And then now we're starting to see players where we, we, we do, we do 2000 trivia on the podcast, right? We're starting to see that era really close out f- fully. Like some of the stars fully close out with Melo retiring and for good, even though he didn't play this year, but like Melo retiring, Dwight Howard, LeBron almost done. Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade's gone. Dwayne Wade. Um, but yeah. Even, you know, but, but really though, we're kind of the generation before those guys. You know, when those when that's when those guys really took over the NBA, we were in high school. You know, so you know, it took LeBron a few years. I was probably when did LeBron, I, I was going into high school when LeBron made his first finals. You know, so we're kind of the generation before, honestly. If I was to claim an era of basketball, I claim the early, early two thousands guys, like two thousand to oh four, who were in their prime T Mac, AI. Uh, Weber, those dudes, KG, like 01 KG was crazy. Ray Allen, um, that's kind of the Shaq and Kobe. That's the era that I kind of claim, you know, as as my era of basketball. But yeah, you're right. You know, um, the guys that did it for a long time are kind of gone. LeBron, obviously, uh, you know, that guy might never retire. But yeah, it's it's coming to a close, man. Of people that we used to play with on NBA Live 2004, man. That it, that era is LeBron is hanging on by a thread for us. That's it. Yeah, it's wild, man. Well, uh, NBA playoffs resuming. You're with me, right? I got Nuggets in five. You got them in six. I, I want to say this because I didn't. I didn't get to comment when you said this, Ryan. You you made the cut. The thing I, I wanted to say too is even though I have. Nuggets in five. I, I do like the Heat, too. We talked about it before the series. You and I might have been off air about Bam out of Bayou and, and Jimmy Butler, like their Bam's ability. And, and then obviously split. that might that might get him that six that, to game six, just based on just that stuff right there where they probably otherwise shouldn't have. You know what I mean? But we're clear cut. You, you, you're right. You don't think there's a path here for the for the Heat the way you've been watching. <laughs> whoa, it. whoa. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I mean, there's always, a, there's, al- there's always a path. 
right? If I was a betting man, which I am, I'm taking Denver in six. But if you were to tell me that Miami won it in seven, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm, see, I, I would. like to, like sitting here right now. If you were like, "Hey, Miami in seven, I'd be like, "Oh, okay." I could, I saw a path for that for sure. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I, I think Miami's showing their ability to win on the road and stuff, especially in Game Seven because they just did it. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, I don't think the door is completely shut. But, you know, I like to speak in terms of betting because I'm a betting man. And, you know, if I had to put my life savings on it, I'd say Denver in six. But uh, definitely a path, dude. There, There's definitely is a path. Don't close the door yet. Hey, takes a take, man. I've, I, said, I feel I feel like it's pretty definitive for me. I'd be pretty shocked otherwise. I'm, I'm actually going to go bet the Nuggets in four. That's how confident I am, even though that Miami won a game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. So, hey guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact and be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and Kingscast Ryan. We're on Facebook on our group Kingsland. Check that out if you want to join other Kings fans in the offseason just to get your Kings fix and talk about Kings basketball. If you want to support the show, please slide down on Apple Podcasts or slide up on Spotify. Leave us a five star review. It helps us reach more Kings fans in the algorithm and get our show out there. And as always, you can check us out on the Believe Podcast Network where we are the Sacramento Kings signature show. So with that for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.